Hello everyone, welcome to episode 4 of Runax Radio. My name is Gabriel, and I am joined by... Me. <laughs> Matt, the unmitigated rage gammy. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. Unmitigated, yeah, okay, good, because corn player, I was yep, like, yep. I cause rage? I'm not, yeah, yeah, but... you're not typically a, a particularly angry dude, no, but... I try not to be. When you when you roll the dice, sometimes. well, when it comes to playing corn, you just yell. You have to yell blood tie at your opponents. You do. Uh, hope for the tears and see what happens. <laughs> hope from for the tears. Yeah, that's pretty much the corn oh player, gosh. isn't it? That's what happens. It's corn life. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. How you been, man? Uh, good, dude. Good, good. Just um, school holidays at the moment, so doing a hell of a lot of painting. Um, trying to smash through the corn. So I've got. Skull Reapers underway at the moment. Eight out of ten done there. And then ten more Blood Warriors, then Corgus Cull, and I'm done. Ooh, baby. Yeah, so should be good to go for Brizhammer. But I've had an interesting <laughs> development in thinking in regards to Brizhammer, which I'll discuss later. Awesome. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. All right, how about yourself, man? Um, I am madly painting uh, Seekers and Slanesh. I'm mm. uh, working on my cavalry army. Mm -hmm. uh, I took it out for its first couple of games the other day, Ooh, which which exciting. we'll get to. Mm. Um, but yeah, that really put a fire under my belly to to um, fire under my belly. Yeah, in, in yeah. my belly. If it's under your belly, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. need to go see it. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. Probably need some uh, Below professional the belly medical is, help. Yeah, you need some help there. Yeah, That's... You've been too many big nights in Bangkok. Oh, jeez. Um, fire in my belly for getting this army ready and on the table. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't realise quite how involved getting a basic 2,000 point Slanesh army is. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you've got terrain, you've got summoning, um, and you've just got your basic army. So it's, it's a lot to get to, but... Yeah, we'll we'll kind of we'll we'll discuss the game day in a yeah, moment. Super exciting! It was good good fun. Yeah. Um, what are we drinking today? Uh, well, you have brought along an old speckled hen, distinctive English pale ale. <laughs> I had to do it in a British accent because <laughs> last time we had an Italian accent, and actually someone reached out from oh, Italy. Yes, so which is cool. Shout out to Francesco, who is our Italian listener. Yeah. Uh. We were talking about uh, drinking Menabria last last episode, and he was like, hey, if you like that, you need to try these beers. Um, unfortunately, Menabria is hard enough to find in Australia, let alone some of the more obscure mm. Italian beers mm. in our part of the world. So we're just trying some different stuff. Trying out something different. I had the old speckled hen recommended to me by a friend, so I thought, oh, yeah. Well, 1.8 standard drinks Is as it well. really? Yeah, oh, so geez, the game's going to be a loose oh, no. unit by the end of this episode. 20 minutes in, it's going to yeah, get wild. He's, he's great time. What I was just reading as you were talking about our a glorious international listener mm. is uh, that actually it says the UK chief medical officers recommend adults to not drink regularly. Drink more than 14 units per week, as in 14 standard drinks per week. Do not yes, so drink. Yes, do more. not drink more than fourteen units a week. So clearly, they've never met Australians. Because we are horribly. I was going to say, there's a few, there's a few people in Bendigo who would. Oh yeah, yeah challenge they don't know, that theory. They don't know their limits each day, so it's fine. No, they they push through that, but yeah, it's good. Oh it's good. man, speaking mm. of Bendigo, mm. uh, there's been some news around a couple of different content creators. Mm. Um, Bush Radio, which is the podcast of Measured Gaming. 
Now, before you continue, why does everyone have to have the name Radio? Oh, mate, tell you what. Uh, these it's... originals, they just, well, they claim to be originals. Yeah, and they well. sit there and boast about being the first radio in Australia. But, well, like, have some creativity. Oh, uh, I tell you what, <laughs> it doesn't even rhyme. It's just, it makes no sense. Oh, man. Maybe. So, uh, they put out an episode the other day, which was four hours long. Oh, yeah. It took, me a, it took me a full week to get through. And I think the highlight, uh, this is just like one part of it. If you want to listen to the whole thing, it's a journey. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was one moment where um, they were talking about their games from Victoria GT. And Pat Nevin is telling this story about, I think he was playing against Bone Reapers. Mm. And just the dice were just not going his way. And he tells his story. About how he goes out to the veranda. He's like, mate, I need a break. Goes out to the veranda. Just grips the handrail and just screams into the void. (laughs) (laughs) And then just goes back like nothing had happened. And the dude's like, whoa. (laughs) Brilliant. I mean, you can... I always take things that Pat says with a grain of salt. I never know what's true and what's the... Deep recesses of his mind. <laughs> well, I had I had that verified by a lot of people. Excellent. Um, so well, he's a true corn player. He is. So a, he is embracing the mindset. Yeah, yeah, and it's that that key of just screaming into the <laughs> void, hoping rage just brings out something from within. But I mean, I I totally understand where he's coming oh, from playing man. against OBR because that is oh. the worst. But hilarious. I love it. Yes, I love it. Brilliant. So what I was actually getting to before mm. I remembered that story mm. uh, is they're going on a break until at least the end of the year because NC Dave is having another baby another child and he's stepping down and the boys didn't feel like it was the same if they continued on without him so they're all taking a break it all makes so much sense so the show notes you sent me earlier where it said taking a break for radio yes Oh, I did was, I, I not? You meant us. I was oh, like, no, oh, no. Okay, cool. We've been four episodes in and then just. Yeah, done, we're like, like bye, guys. Yeah. No, so talking about the wonderful Bush Radio. Well, I hope we can at some point call them in for some kind oh. of guest interview and. Some know, like radio crossover. Yeah, I mean, we. I, I mean, we're pretty good on the swearing front, I think, but that that'd probably be one where you have to put the warning at the start. Oh, of the definitely. Episode, there so. would be there would be an expletive warning at the start of that episode. Oh, yeah. But great group of people. <laughs> yes. Um, awesome to listen to. I have not finished that podcast yet. It's the last episode. Um, uh, up to the start of the Victoria GT, where Pat proceeds to tell them how shit the event was, <laughs> and uh, Tristan's just finished talking about SAGT, which I'm sure you're going to get onto. Another bit of news yes. around that space, but yeah, it's um, great episodes. I, I I have a lot of fun listening to them. So I wish NC Dave all the best with his bub. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm sure the boys will put a lot of effort into trying to get up here for an event. I know they're definitely to do so, and I'd love to get down that way as well, which would be awesome for an event. But, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So just as something to look forward in that episode as well, the last probably 25 minutes is just. Again, Pat just raging at NC Dave for being as selfish as he is. Excellent. <laughs> for ending it. Um, but yeah, it is a great episode. And uh, yeah, big love to those guys. We're very much looking forward to them coming back and catching up with them next time we see them. Um, and all the best to NC Dave. 100%. Um, the other news is uh, Doom and Darkness. Mm. Uh, Michael from Doom of Darkness has announced that he's retiring. Yes. 
is it full retirement? Oh, or yeah. Is it... Yeah, it's uh, walk away from Age of Sigmar all the time. Okay. Because yeah. I wasn't sure whether it was like, I'm taking a break and I don't know when I'll be back, or I'm out. Yeah, well, it was interesting that um, the latest episode of uh, the Bendigo boys doing yep. their, their thing yep. uh, proceeds for the first hour to talk about Michael Sale and oh, his, yeah. uh, his exploits <laughs> on, uh, on the romantic front and it's uh, wonderful wonderful insight into how, how things go down south I mean they're not north of the wall like we are so they don't understand what it's like to be fighting off you know wildlings left right and centre um, but yeah so Big Mix uh, kind of is stepped aside I'm sure he'll be at events I'm sure the bug will bite him again but for now he's kind of just said move away from content creating it does take up a lot of his time um, yeah. I, I personally love the YouTube channels that he uh, the YouTube channel that he runs and the fact that the money he raises from that he puts towards a charity Absolutely. every time and, and I yeah. think um, quality bloke uh, you know from the start of Age Sigma competitively he was definitely one of the battle reports that mm. was you know the initial stages of Sigma taking underway and he was one of the, the forefront members of trying to create content based on Age Sigma and I know worldwide he is he's well supported and um, yeah I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have mixed emotions with him announcing what was happening but um, you know I think I think he's Make the right call for himself, yeah. and, and I look forward to him returning because I think he'll he'll definitely be back. I yeah. have a feeling, but yeah, yeah, you're never really out, are you? No, no that's <laughs> it. It's, it's nice to walk away for a bit. And, yeah. And come oh back yeah. There's nothing better. A... I've done it heaps. I've done it a few times where I'm just like, I'm taking months off, and it's good just to kind of reset and just turn that side of everything off for a mm. little while and just cool your jets a bit. Mm. Um, but no, I have nothing but love for for Michael. I hope that he. I hope that he uh, enjoys this next chapter, um, and he will be missed. He was one of the OG, certainly in Australia, one of the OG content creators. So, I think he is uh, all the all the love and respect that the community has for him is well earned. Mm. So I, I wish him all the best and hopefully we'll catch him in an event soon. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. I'd love to, love to see him come up Queensland way as well. Yeah, awesome. definitely. Have you, okay, this is on a complete side note. Go. Have you seen a photo of him recently? Yes, he's lost a lot of weight. He is, yeah. he is looking good. Mm. Mm. Like he has lost, a, I think he said like 30 kilos, mm. which is a lot. It's a lot of porking. Good. <laughs> Jeez. Well, well I was like, going to, I thought it was like cardio and... Well, it is cardio. Yeah, what... <laughs> I was talking more like gym. Uh, oh, I was about to say recreational cardio, but that's the wrong word. Yeah, well, um, so you I, mean gymming? I mean like you high know, intensity <laughs> training. This is not working. It's like hit. That's what he's doing. So he's hitting stuff. <laughs> I feel like you're trying to trap me into I am saying something. Yeah, I'm hundred percent <laughs> doing it. It's the best. No, he has obviously put a lot of effort into health and fitness, and it is showing incredible results. Mm. Good on him. Yes. I will leave it there because I feel like I'm going to say something oh, I'm really yeah, dumb. I'm so ready. So ready. But all right. No, good stuff. Uh, all the best, mate. Stay in contact and hopefully you still consume the content as it comes out because that'd be cool to see if he's supporting small shows like ourselves. <laughs> very, very small shows. Very small, new editions. Humble, humble beginnings. Yes, exactly. Exactly. All righty. Um... Cursed City yes. came out this weekend Ooh. for all of five minutes. <laughs> so excited. 
So yep. excited. Did you did you pick up a set? I know you're very keen. I'm very keen. I have not pre-ordered one yet, but I know um, obviously with the sellout online, yep. um, with the pre-sales there. Uh, what we also need to understand before people jump onto eBay and pay three times the price Ooh, for yeah, the actual box. Don't do that. Already been happening. I, I've seen it all over places where they're saying, yep, yeah, we'll sell it for 500 bucks. And That's such a shitty thing to do. Shitty thing to do. Um, but I, I know for a fact that places like um, you know other, other stores, like the Warhammer stores, as stock's coming in, they'll actually allow people to go in earlier and, and put their name on it to nice. say, you know... I'm, and the other thing is, is I was talking to one of the managers at the Warhammer shops and they were saying the problem is, is that when you've got pre-sales like that or you've got pre-orders, um, obviously they've created an inordinate amount of boxes. Yeah. A ridiculous amount of boxes to go into store. And those boxes will stay in store because people will go and buy on eBay now instead of waiting for it to come into store. Correct. And then they'll have those boxes sit on their shelves for... 12 months and not not move anywhere and people will be jaded because they didn't get it the pre-sale or they didn't get it on the day and they're angry at the world even though it was really just down to scalpers and that sort of thing but um apart from that like all that sort of stuff aside um super excited so very excited it's a awesome little dungeon crawler um i think i said in the last episode i've been playing a bit of dungeons and dragons lately and um the crew that we've got doing that, it'll be a bit of fun to do something, a bit of role-playing in that space. Uh, the details of the models are ridiculous. I love the zombies. I yes. love all the different vampires. Yes. Um, I, I love just everything about it. Uh, at our games day, we were, you know, we had on Saturday, we, I know a few people were talking about how you'll never take the whole uh, Curse City oh, family thing yeah. as a unit. But you know what? I, I hope people try and make it work because it's a very cool concept um the board game looks like a hell of a lot of fun the cards that they were showing the other day where you've got a lot of role-playing space there i'm very excited very very excited and and i know a couple of my mates who have picked it up um and if, regardless if i manage to get a copy or not uh, i know i'm excited to to give it a go it'll be a for sure. lot of fun how about yourself here yeah. uh i didn't so death like death as a faction has never really done anything for me that box set, I see the appeal, mm. and if I wasn't, um, so I don't know if we've talked about this. My wife is about four weeks away from having a baby. Mm. Um, obviously, she's not going to be working for a while, mm. so I have to. My hobby fund is a little more restricted yeah. than it usually would be. That's fair. That's otherwise, fair. I would have bought one. Um, I probably will get one eventually. The models in it are wild. Oh, beautiful. I didn't. I really like the zombies now that I know the logic behind them, mm. how they're staked through the yeah, yeah. through the coffin yeah. to stop them becoming vampires, but then they can still become zombies. I think that's super cool. And it looks like, from models that have been previewed, that there's going to be another kit anyway that's more generic. It's still kind of that weird zombie, which I like, because zombies have been done to death. Oh yeah, well, no pun intended. I, I think that, uh, <laughs> got uh, him. I think the best zombie models I've seen are the Mantic ones, the ones where we're all kind of running forwards with the they're all yep. like kind of action forward sort of thing. These ones are just a whole other level though. They've got you know you look at the details of you know like the feet shambling on different angles and you know like parts of brain showing mm. and different le- like. Uh, Tyler Mangle put up a model yesterday or today, maybe this morning, and it was he's painted one of the zombies from Curse City, 
and he's obviously got a big night haunt um night haunt army and he's kind of basing the same models as what his night haunt army is so he's yeah, got a really very cool, cool uh depth to build into for a death army mm-hmm. and vampire counts and i'm i'm very excited for soul blight to, yeah. to drop or grave lord over blood, over death blood <laughs> night death and stuff but you know, I think last episode we didn't have the previews of the new stuff. I don't think so. so certainly not the new, the new Blood Knights. Or the... We didn't have. I don't think we had the new Blood Knights. We certainly didn't have the new um, Crone Lady with the mask. No, because no. that is a super. <sighs> I know that's a polarizing model. Mm. Some people hate it. Mm. I think it's perfect. Oh yeah, it's super creepy. It's like this weird. Victorian horror kind of feel mm. very cool it's going to be great I'm really looking forward to seeing how they play it it looks like based on the War Scrolls that have been released um, very similar to how Death plays now Grand Alliance Death or Legions of Nagash it's similar to that sort of war of attrition bring stuff back kill the heroes to stop that from happening like it's a very similar sort of vein there but I'm keen to see what they do with the bloodlines with the soul blight because they yes. alluded to that in Legions of Nagash having Soul Blight as its separate sort of faction to that. Um, I'm very keen, very excited. I hope uh, Manfred fits in there because I've got a cool little Manfred built up there yes. sitting on the shelf. Uh, I hope he comes into it somehow and it'll be a lot of fun to play around with that and different vampires and stuff. For sure, yeah. for sure. I think it'll also be cool if you can do more of an elite rather than going, oh, here's my two hordes of 60 zombies. Mm. If you can go, okay, I've got 25 models on the board and they're all vampires and they're oh, all going to... sure with the Blood Knights. And they're all going to kick your space. teeth in. <laughs> well, I'm not excited because I know there's people down in Sydney that have been running Soul Blight for the last couple of months and... Really? You know, close to 12 months. So, like your Deeks and your, you know... Like, oh, and um, ja- like James Mabry. James Mabry, like that sort of thing. But people have been running Blood Knights and obviously they've probably done their old conversion of the <laughs> dragon princes, dragon princes. Um, I did have to laugh when the models got previewed that people were saying oh look at the new dragon prince uh, conversion opportunities and that's yeah, yeah. Like, oh my god it's the worst it's but so good no very excited can't wait to see it in action can't wait to play it um, yeah. hopefully I'll get a chance to play it in the next couple of weeks and I'll be able to chuck it in the next episode and say how it plays and mm. yeah super pumps though and, t- pumps. And, and today we saw the father and I nearly said father and son. The father and daughter yes. witch hunted you Yeah, own. which is super cool. And they, you know, spoke about it being as part of Cities of Sigma and talking about all the different spaces there. But yeah, should be pretty good. I'm, I'm mucho excited. <laughs> mucho excited, yeah. yeah. It's good, man. It's good. All right. Um, and the only other thing, before we jump into this games day, the only other thing I was going to talk about is uh, Runax Team Championship. Mm which I put an event up the other day on Facebook. Uh, there's been a huge uh, influx of people who, are, who have put their name down to, to be notified when the tickets come on sale, um, which is very exciting. It's looking like there's been a huge amount of interest uh, and it's looking like it's going to be a big one, mm. which is very exciting. Um, I will say that's, that's going to be how... The first batch of tickets get sold. Most likely, the main batch of tickets is all the captains are going to receive a message as soon as the tickets come up. That way, you don't get teams organize themselves, get ready, and then one person is organized to 
buy tickets, they forget that it's on or something like that, or they're you know late to the party and miss out. This way, I'll send out a notification to everyone who's on the list and everyone will get an equal shot of tickets. Uh, there's nothing really exclusive about it. Anyone can go on the list. All you need to do is send a message to the page, the Facebook page or Twitter, and I'll put you on the list and you can get the same message that everyone else gets. It just makes it way easier to organize and to market to the right people who are in charge of buying tickets for their team. Um, so that's how we're going to do it this year. That's how we've done it the last couple of years. So, uh, But yeah, it is very exciting. We've had teams from all over Australia. Uh, we've had a couple of Kiwis put cool. their hand up to try. Uh, uh, Pagey, James few, Page. Yeah, a few cousin bros. Cool. Yeah. Well, James Page, I've still got PTSD from playing him at CanCon twice in 24 hours. He won CanCon, didn't he, last He did year. win CanCon, yeah, yeah. which I, you know, I take some credit for. Uh, mm. <laughs> without kicking the shit out of me, he may not have gotten as far yeah, as he did. Yeah, that's right. That's fair. That's good. You so James, to first place. You are basically the second place. You're welcome, James. Yeah, well, uh, yeah super exciting. I, I love uh, the team's event. It's such a cool atmosphere. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to go along to it, really highly recommend it because it's good fun. Um, mainly the highlight is uh, Gabe... You know, a lot of people get photos of him mid-action. Oh, no. This is the worst. This is Um, the worst. I was doing... I was pointing to the fire exit. Yeah, so he's pointing to the fire exit. It looked like something else. It looks like he was trying to... Now get us to sign up to oh, his new geez. exclusive club that he's a part of. They oh, keep bringing no. it up all the time off air. It's really weird. I don't oh my god! It, this is not happening. <laughs> no, it's not. Not true. It he's... was just a poorly timed photo that someone took out of context and had a laugh, and we'll leave it at that because it's one of those things I wish would just go away, which is the wrong thing to say on the internet. <laughs> Because everyone's Perfect. like, what? Yeah, oh, something gay doesn't yeah. like. That's going to happen forever. Right? No, it's uh, super exciting. Come up with a really uh, classy oh, name. Yes, this is this is the other thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, team names is... When, when you're coming up with a team name, I've had a couple of people put their suggestions forward already. Uh, whatever your team name is, I have to read it out over a microphone in front of venue staff. So let's let's use that as the bar because because there are some wild names that have been suggested so far. So we'll keep it relatively uh, PG yeah. and not criminal, yeah. and that would be great. Excellent, good. Yeah, no, it's super <laughs> exciting. Can't wait. Um, captains, make sure you make contact with Gabe because, uh, as he said, it'll be a notification that comes out for when tickets are on sale. Absolutely. And yeah, it should be hella fun. I'm very excited. Very, very excited. So by that point, I think that's around term four and I might be taking long service leave at this point nice. for term four, which will be exciting. So yes. I'll have all the time in the world to get a training montage happening. And very nice. Yeah, a bit of fun in that space. So very excited. Mm-hmm. All right. So on Saturday, uh, you and I were invited to a... Sorry, I've got the burps. Too much beer all at once. So much wow. beer. He's 1.8 centre drinks down. It's I the am. Best. It's, it's getting... Actually, that speckled head went down way too much. It's good, eh? There is another oh, one. There's yep. one left. Excellent. I'll be smashing that for a while. <laughs> um, so we we attended a games day. We uh, did. At, hosted by Carwin, mm-hmm. who is a... Bit of a bit of a character on the scene in he Brisbane. Is. Yeah, he's a cuzzy bro as well. So he came across from New Zealand, and uh, yeah, he's 
been in the scene for a while now. Yeah, um, about two years, I reckon, in the yeah, competitive it'd be, scene. It'd be so, close to that, yeah. Um, obviously, COVID involved in all that space has kind of prevented people from playing tournaments, but very good player, uh, super keen on running different competitive lists, and um, yeah, he wanted to run a small one dayer, um, not for money or anything. It was just literally for shits and gigs and yeah. And to get down, trialing some different lists out. Yeah. I think uh, ten, 10 players, I think there were. So we had 10 people. 10 in total? Yeah, so he's just got a cool office in the city that he um, he just gets everyone into. and <laughs> That he turned his conference room into yeah. a gaming hall. Yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> so we got all the different spaces. We were playing in between, um, you know, working people's desks in all different spaces there. But a lot of fun. Uh, 10 people. Uh, all local people that are super keen to trial things out. People from Toowoomba and Gold Coast. And, yeah. So very local. <laughs> yeah, super local. But uh, awesome little day to run. And yeah, very excited for the next one. So what, what did you take to that one, Gabe? So I tried out. This was my maiden voyage with uh, Slanesh. Mm-hmm. And I was running the cavalry list that I originally started working towards which i'm still working towards it's a bit of a journey but i'm getting there so it is a maxed out seeker cavalcade uh with two units of hell striders two units of bliss barb seekers two units of slick blade seekers all in fives all in fives okay cool i took yep i took 20 marauders as my third battle line spicy i took a keeper of secrets also this spicy. is all in Faultless Blades, which is a Pretenders sub-faction. Okay, cool. And what does that give you? So, Pretenders gives me an extra command trait, and Faultless Blades gives me um, an artifact, a command trait, a command ability, and a bonus army-wide ability. Oh, okay. So, it's well, like, yeah. it well, adds a lot to the army. Yeah, right. um, and then I had, so I had the Keeper with the double trait. Uh, I took Hunter of God Beasts, which is plus one damage against monsters. Cool. And then I took the compulsory artifact and command trait mm-hmm. from Faultless Blades. Then I had a an epitome of Slanesh. Oh, cool. Awesome. So three heroes? Uh, two heroes. Just two. a keeper in the epitome. Okay, cool. Yep. And then the epitome had the pendant, which is the heal, the D3 heal in the hero phase. And then I had a mesmerizing mirror and a command point. Cool. Uh, small list. It, was, it felt small yep. on paper. Once you deploy it, you're like, okay, this is... Like, inside the Seeker Cavalcade, just the cavalry is 100 wounds, Mm. which is a fair chunk. Oh, yeah. So, I was surprised at how many bodies I had and how many wounds I had. It's an army I'm quickly learning. You, If you make one tiny little mistake, you just lose half your army. Like, just instantly, you're like, whoops, shouldn't have done that. Guess I'll... Collapse that flank. Yeah. Um, which is good. Like, it's going to make me a better player because it's going to force me to play smart, which I'm hopefully going to start doing soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, though. That's that's what you wanted. Yeah, um, it's exactly what I wanted. I wanted a challenge. Spoke, uh, yeah, we've spoken about that in the last couple of episodes, just saying you become a better player as you play those challenging armies. And, yeah, that's that's cool, though. I really like that list. It's, yeah. Yeah. How about what did you run? Uh, I was running the trusty Bloodbound Corn. Uh, so I had Corgus Cull, the man himself. Lovely. Running it all in Gortide, uh, out of Blades Corn. So Gortide gives you um, basically reroll once to wound if you're wholly within 12 of an objective, uh, which comes up a lot. 
Um, mm. Rerolling of wounds in any capacity, even if it's ones, really there's not much that gives you that in the game uh, in, in regards to buffing wounds. So I've found that really helpful in the last couple of games I've played. It's been the list that I've been trying to work for the last two months now and uh, working towards Bruce Hammer as well with this list. So it's Corgus Carl because he's Lord of the Gortide. I have to have him in there. His 8-inch piling is shenanigans galore. Mm. Um, that'll come up in a couple of games, which I'll, I'll talk about. But uh, So had Corgus. I've got a Slaves of Darkness Demon Prince. So um, ended up getting one of the old Bloodthirster models. So the, awesome. the really small, now small. Um, Chris Welfare was there actually in the afternoon. He, he popped by to say hello and he was looking at my army and he just said, it's amazing how we all used to think that was the most epic model. Yeah. Like, the most epic model that existed in the range. And now you put it next to an actual Bloodthirster, and you're like, yeah, okay, it's absolutely nothing. But, yeah. Uh, so he's actually my general, the Slaves of Darkness Demon Prince. Um, mainly he's there for the half-run charge command ability, um, which he gets the, the Blood Slick Ground. It is a fantastic ability it that um, bananas. I, I really enjoy, because obviously I don't mind getting charged, but having that opportunity just to declare... You know, my own combats is it's a really powerful. That sense of control is really important. So he's my general. So in Gortide, you get plus one damage on all your weapons. So his weapons become damage three. Uh, and Jeez. when he starts to pile up the combat attacks from the Blood Secretor I'm running and also from the Wrathmongers, if he's nearby yeah. there, uh, he can dish out about 30 damage worth oh of my God. attacks, which is Jeez. wild. Uh, he also gets to strike first in the combat as well, so if I come up oh. against Lumineth Realm Lords, I actually get to strike before they do, which is fantastic. Um, so he's my general. His artifact is, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the demonic armor that gives him a six-up after save, and it's a four-plus if it's caused by uh, spells. So, oh, okay. That's yeah, pretty good. It's really good, because I used to run the Crimson Crown on him in the last couple of weeks, and this weekend I decided to trial out this new artifact. Uh, I found that the Crimson Crown was good for the command ability. Okay. Because it goes off for free, so yeah. you don't have to spend the command point. Absolutely. Um, but I found he just gets targeted and dies. And so this is a really nice, like with all the croaks out there at the moment, all the technodos, all the, you know, everything that's doing spell damage, um, Nurgle that's going to come become popular soon. Um, it, it's kind of one of those things where I, I needed the defensive side of things. So he's really cool for the defensive. Um, if you can hear anything in the background, people, it is rain. It is oh. not Gabe. Yeah, I'm not urinating hissing. in the corner. Yeah, or hissing <laughs> at anything. So it is it has been pissing down rain for Ridiculous. About yeah. Six days or six days? Yeah, it's it's, it's close to close I to. don't know. I don't know how people like oh geez, we nearly dropped the laptop. Almost lost the laptop. That could have right. been bad. I'm gonna put the microphone up here. Okay. And I'm gonna hopefully move, I'm gonna move my chair. With the sounds wow. of the rain. Ah yes. That should be better. Atmospheric. So much better. So um, I don't yeah, so it's raining, but if you can hear it in the background, it is not Gabe urinating no. in the corner. No, it to, is not. Trying to mark his territory. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so as I was saying, with the Demon Prince, really important character. Damage output's fantastic. Defensive capability is also fantastic. So I've got those two. Then I've got two Slaughter Priests, a Blood Secreter, uh, a big unit of 20 Blood Warriors, two units of 10 uh, Blood Reavers, and then 10 Skull Reapers and five Wrathmongers. And I ha am also running the Gore Pilgrims as well. Um, 
So I've got the Gore Pilgrims, and then I've also got the Rathax and the Skulls as well. Excellent. So it comes in at 19... Actually, I think it comes in at 2,000 points. But essentially, I wanted a Gore Todd. I wanted to run Bloodbound because no one runs Bloodbound. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good fun list. Very cool. Yeah. That 20-man Blood Warrior brick. Your thoughts on that? Love it. Yeah. Love it to death. It is... <laughs> Uh, I actually, I'll, I'll give credit to Pat for that one because I originally was running two units of 10 Blood Warriors and a unit of 20 Blood Reavers and uh, just for the Gore Tide, uh, Gore Pilgrim, sorry. And he basically said, why don't you just switch it? He's like the, the actual, um, the Blood Warriors themselves are fantastic. If I buff them up, they can go to a three up save uh, hit on twos, wound on fours, which is a bit unfortunate, but the reroll ones comes into play a lot. Yeah. Um, they're running the gore fists as well, so they're just doing mortal wounds as they, you know, <laughs> take damage, and then they're piling in and attacking. I have never underestimated a unit so much in my life. Okay. Uh, for their points cost, I always said I hate that. You know, normal warriors of chaos are ninety points. Blood warriors are a hundred for five. Super annoying about it. Didn't like it. So that 20-man unit's a 400-point Which is block a there. big chunk of your big army. Big chunk of my points. A fifth of my army right there. But it's also 40 wounds that's punching you to death as it dies. And walking across the table. And Gortide, I've never got to use this command ability before because I used to run Gortide with my um, uh, Brass Stampede where I had the 21 Skull Crushers. So I did it for the, the Mortal Wounds. Uh, sorry, for the reroll Wounds. Um, but what you actually get is a command ability where you can run and charge and you get oh, to count okay. as running six and it only works on blood warriors and blood reavers. Oh so that unit of 20 blood warriors gets to run, you know, move 11 and then charge, uh, in a space as well, which is, is a lot of fun. They Jeez. don't get musicians. They don't get, they're, they're too cool to have musicians. They've yeah. got a banner for plus one bravery. Um, but they become unbelievable. Shit, man. That's yeah, wild. I, I really like them as a unit. So, yeah. yeah. Um, do you want me to run through my games first? Because yeah, I think absolutely. there's a space that you wanted to talk about in oh, regards to your army. Here we go. Um, before yeah, you start. Go, before go. you start. Are you, how do you feel about being a corn player with priests? Mm. How are you feeling about that Daughters of Cain FAQ where Daughters of Cain priests got gutted? Well, not... Yeah, they got gutted. No, they didn't. Did they get gutted? No. Okay. I, Daughters of Cain, so I'll talk about Daughters of Cain later <laughs> okay. as well. Okay. Only okay. because that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I initially was concerned. Yeah. But then I also look at any other character in the game for 100 points, doesn't get to cast three spells. That's very true. There are no spell casters is... for 100 points that cast three spells. And they can, and spells can be stopped. Correct. Which prayers cannot. Yeah. So you've got... Now, the biggest bugbear I have about corn is that it's a four-up prayer. Every other priest in the game is a three-up. That's very true. Every other priest. And I think... Can Fire Slays boost it to a two-up? They can. And okay. Seraphon don't even need to roll. They oh, just yeah. Point. They just have abilities. Fucking does my head in. I hate Seraphon so <laughs> fucking, much. Fucking order. <laughs> oh. So anyway. That's... I saw that FAQ. Yep. And I thought to myself... Will corn get that treatment? I don't think they will. Okay. Only because now this is yeah yeah after what is... I've just said about a hundred points uh-huh. doing the three things it's wild, but because it is a four up it's not as guaranteed as a three up set a three up 
pressed. Agreed. Um, I think the reason they did it for Daughters of Cain is because their endless prayer or whatever it is, their judgment, uh, is fantastic. And if they're being able to palm that off, because I think their prayer, their judgment is the half damage one. Oh, where they reduce one point of damage. Pretty sure that's what it is. Is there? Which in any army is just bananas. Amazing. So good. Uh, I'd take it every day in my daughter's cane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And I said last, you know, we spoke about Daughters of Cain in one of the episodes and, and it, I said, you know, it, it's very rare that it will come up. It's still very good. I don't think it's going to be the game-changing piece that people think it is. Um, but essentially, yes, Lord of Priests, I think they could do it to them. Um, I don't know if they will, only because we've got our prayers that we have. So like Killing Frenzy, Bronze Flesh, the Blood Sacrifice, all that stuff. Yep. We've got those prayers, which are good. We have Blood Boil, which is freaking insane. Blood Boil is so underrated. Unbelievable. Just flat D6 mortal wounds. Like, cop this to the face. And you can't stop it. The most underrated prayer that we have is the Blood Bind, which is pulling people towards you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Off objectives. It's what? One of the best prayers we have. So that's in the Priest's Scroll. Then they get to pick a prayer. Then they can cast a judgment they can also unbind spells they can dispel there's a lot going on with that unit so I feel like potentially they'll get it (laughs) I hope they don't only because it's the real good thing we have going for us yeah so maybe if we get a new book they'll do it but for now I don't think they will okay I I would be surprised if it yeah I'm I'm I mean we're not winning tournaments guys that is very true that is very true. It was a much bigger hit than I originally thought when I first read the Daughters FAQ. Mm. Um, but I also think that's probably something that... Because I think you can get up to four prayers. Because you can also activate an avatar, yeah. which is on the avatar scroll, Correct. I believe. That's what... I was reading that today because I've been looking at Daughters of Cain. I know I said a couple of weeks ago <laughs> I would never play Daughters of Cain. <laughs> I'll talk a little bit about that. But... Uh, essentially, I, I wonder if that that has hindered them a little bit in the space of not being able to activate the avatar. Like, you have to sacrifice a prayer of not getting the reroll after saves, of not getting sixes to hit, do an extra attack. You know, there's a lot to kind of judge. I like it. I think it's a good decision for Daughters of Cain because it actually makes you play the game. You're not just getting stuff automatically. Um, it makes Hagnar more... Uh, attractive attractive as a player because you're getting uh, you're getting the avatars activated in turn two Mm -hmm. because they bring everything forward Um, and also the buffs of the the witch brew and everything becomes faster Um, but I think it just makes you consider like before people were saying well you only ever run one hag because they can do everything now I think they go back to I've got to run multiple hags to multiple that's a fair point and, and that's what I think it was, is they're still very cheap. 90 points. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're cheaper than a Slaughter Priest, um, giving out fantastic buffs. Yes, it's not as guaranteed as it used to be. It's still freaking good. To yes. get re-roll... I, I agree with that. Reroll wounds, to get immune ba- battle shock. Yes, it's on a 5+, plus, but from turn 2 onwards, it's a 4+, plus, then a 3+, plus, then a 2+. Plus. Like, you're almost guaranteed if it's not dead. Um, but again, if people are putting in their units into killing a hag I'd rather than do that than 
shooting Marathi or or anything else. Mm. So yeah, I, I I think it was an interesting choice in the FAQ, but uh, the anger in the community oh, it's is wild. hilarious. Yeah. I've um I've been observing a lot of conversations online that I I I've stepped back from a lot of the Facebook groups particularly because some of them spiral so hard and it just makes me sad. Yeah. I said <laughs> just it to, takes the fun out of the hobby. I said it to Davey yesterday on we were playing PlayStation together and, and I said it to him, you know, uh, managing people because that's what I have to do at work. It's much easier to be negative than it is positive. It's a lot of energy to try and be positive in a space. And people being negative, it's much easier to just go, hey, I'm going to go along with that and be angry with them. And and Hammer's supporters are the most angriest in the world. Um, and and I think that they just... It, it's got to, you got to take a step back before you emotionally react. Give it 24 hours and then... And then I and feel, that's my advice to you, Gabe. I, I was going to say, I feel I like this is all pointed the, yeah, at me. I looked you dead in the <laughs> eye when I said that as well. But I think it's, it is important for people to kind of go, okay, well, what's the reasoning behind it? And if they can't justify it, mm. then be angry. And there's nothing about that decision that I sit there and go, oh, it doesn't make sense. Mm. For me, I went, oh, yeah, okay. It was silly that they could do... I, I think it's ridiculous I can do three prayers with a slaughter priest. Yes. That's why I run to. Yes. But I tell you what, if they change that for corn, I'll run three slaughter priests. And you just adjust. Of, yeah, you just move the points around and you run multiple priests instead of just the two. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So sorry, that was a real tangent. About it wasn't me even asking, on our show notes. No, no we yeah, didn't have anything yeah. about that. But there we go. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. Two cents worth with you, Matt. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's my two cents. Take it or leave it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So with the games, I'm not going to run through them blow by blow but I'll just give you an overview of all three okay I managed to play three games on the day yes you did I do not hold back with my games I just <laughs> go nuts so uh, I managed to play Mark uh, from Toowoomba so he hasn't had many games of Sigma in fact he said he hadn't played one in two years so okay. he had never played in the new age Sigma he had oh, never wow. played the new corn he oh. called it the new corn so oh. that's yeah Ooh. that's how good it was so um, yeah he he was running Nurgle now, he wasn't running the new Nurgle that's come up in Techlist, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. We will. Um, he was just running cool mixed Nurgle, trying out the the Plague, the Blight Cyst, and, you know, the Ren one on the, the boys. Um, it was a cool list. We played Scorched Earth. Um, one of the highlights of the game that I'll point out was 10 Blight Kings going in and wiping out 10 Blood Reavers for a turn. Okay. And I went, yep, cool, that's fine. Um... I then proceeded to buff up Skull Reapers and oh, put no. them into the 10 Black Kings. And I can safely say Skull Reapers absolutely decimated them. Really? Like... Just deleted them. Oh, it was wild. I didn't expect <laughs> them to do that much. So they were pretty crazy. They were also on six attacks each. So I, um, Oh, yeah. Okay. That and seems hitting rational. on twos, wounding on threes, re-rolling ones because they're near an objective. So the, the <laughs> damage they did was wild. I think he had to take something like... 32 saves or something after copying 12 mortal wounds from just the attacks. So, wow. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. Skull Reapers are fantastic. I love them. They're the best because they get to reroll hits. So I was just fishing for mortals. Uh, they then, so I was, you know, hitting on twos with rerolls. So it's just like, this is the best. Then um, they're immune to battle shocks. So they just go up the table and don't give a shit. 
What I will say is it was a really tight game. I won 27 to his 20. Okay. So if he managed to get yeah. onto objectives at one point, it would have been a win to him. And he actually said to me, he said, I I wasn't expecting the game to go that way because turn one, that's where he lost the 10 Black Kings to the 10 uh, Skull Reapers. Yes. And he was kind of like, well, shit, this is going downhill from here. Um, but that's the advantage of playing a real basic bitch army like I'm playing right now. So <laughs> I've actually named a list. It's called Hammers in Hard Mode. Yes. Um, mainly because it is, I have to know my game and I have to know my opponent's game and the objectives and how many points I can score. It's kind of playing 40 chess with myself. Um, knowing stuff's not going to go off or, you know, work how I want it to. I had to then work in that space. So... Uh, had a win against Mark, then Hayden Walker came past and was watching our game. Pretty much straight away said, do you want to throw down? And I said, absolutely. He's running the new Lumineth at that point. Ooh, baby. Proxying like a mofo. Um, <laughs> I played Gary on Thursday and his Lumineth, uh, also proxying for the new stuff. Filthy. And I can safely say against Gary, it was one of the saltiest games I've had in a long time. I was pretty angry at the on world. You, on your on part? On my behalf, yeah. Okay. I was pretty angry at the world. Um, just stuff didn't happen how it should have. And the uh, law master or law seeker or whatever they're called, the new guy with the that just sets up and takes an objective and says, you can't claim the objective until you kill me. Oh, yeah. Uh, we played the... Uh, mm. Game where... It's the mission where basically you're getting extra points for holding it with a hero and you're also getting points for taking it off your uh, opponent. Good. The Total, Total conquest. conquest. So we played that. Uh, not Hayden and I, this was Gary and I. Um, and basically I couldn't kill the law seeker and that's what gave Gary just inordinate amount of points. And then uh, Severeth was rolling around and killing everything. Everyone, yeah. Everything. And it actually what made me look for that defensive artifact because I was still running Crimson Crown on the Demon Prince at that point. So I came up against Hayden. Hayden was running a very different list, um, and I was giving him a lot of shit. I was, I was hassling hard. <laughs> Mainly, uh, you know, like there was like ten people playing, and I was yelling through the office how much of a shit person Hayden is for running the <laughs> oh, new geez. stuff, especially gets my army. Um, so he was running Severeth. He was running the Law Seeker. He was running the new Rue Boys. Oh, the uh, the kangaroo archers yep, so, and the wind mage as well. So he was running all the new hotness, okay, and then three units of ten stone boys. Oh, the, the hammer the boys, hammer boys, really cool list. Okay, um, Gary was running the <sighs> platforms against me on Thursday, and they were consistent in just giving out neg ones when they're shooting, which is bullshit. Uh, as well as Severeth doing his thing. Um, Hayden's list was a bit more uh, subdued. We also played Star Strike. Ah. Which I was really keen to see how my army goes in Starstrike because I know I'm not touching him. He's... Okay, let me try that again. <laughs> I know he is controlling the board, so yeah, I'm not getting better. where I need to be. That's so, much yeah. better. As Korn, I want to be giving him the bad touch and he, yep. can, and he just chooses where, where that happens. That is fair. Um, but due to me getting the drops on him, I took first turn. Okay. I believe. And basically, I just... No, I gave him first turn and he didn't really do much with it. And then I just pushed onto the middle of the table, uh, took the objective for turn two, then he didn't get it. And then where the two objectives dropped were down on my side and oh, one on his side. So one landed where he wanted it to, the other two landed where I wanted it to. So Excellent. basically the middle 
uh, it was down on my side. So we got to turn four. It came down to a priority. I won priority, and he just couldn't catch just up on points. And so he just went, no, nah, let's call it there. Um, he still had a lot on the table. I didn't, but I was able to summon more stuff on as well with, with blood letters and the like. So again, I saw the power of of corn and 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 you know summoning and that sort of mechanic. Um, Severith was cool. I will say a lot of people are asking how he plays in the game. Gary used him really aggressively on Thursday, and he was phenomenal. Hayden used him a bit more uh, defensively. So at the moment, the way Severith works is is that you get to he gets to move in your shooting phase. Yes, which is. It's going to get FAQ. Yeah, it has yeah. to. It cannot get FAQ'd soon enough. And it is one of those things where when I was playing Gary, he was using it to you to move across and still do damage to me because I obviously didn't have a shooting phase. Yeah. So then he would say, cool, end of the shooting phase, I'm moving across you and doing mortal wounds. Yeah, okay. Because anytime he does mortal wounds. Okay. And I was like, this is... And I, that's where this I started to get real salty. Fucked. Yeah. <laughs> In Hayden, he was, he was using it to move back. Away okay, from me. gotcha. Um, really powerful still to, to be able to do. But essentially, uh, got the win there. So then I came up against Shamalama Ding Dong. So James Shaman was oh, there. Oh, the Shamanator. Uh, and he said, let's throw down. And I was like, let's do it. So he was running OBR. Okay. And he was running um, 30 more tech guard. In one unit? Nope. So three units of 10. He was running uh, two of the Morgas. The ones with the, the double blades. Yep, so he's using the two hand, uh, two one-handed weapons. And then he was running Nagash. Okay. And Catacross. Oh, wow. That's um very elite. Very elite list. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> this game was fun. So we were, by this point, we went to lunch. We'd had, I'd already had about six beers by this point. I was telling everyone about one of my mates who I, you know, spoke about. He's a builder. His uh, mantra is that you either have Two before 10 or 10 before two. And he <laughs> talks about his beers in that space. So you're either having two beers before 10 o'clock or you have to commit to 10 before two. I love his, love the mantra. Essentially, I was at that point where I was drinking beers, having a good time, had a beer at lunch. I was feeling pretty good about myself. Had two wins under the belt. <laughs> so then playing against James, we played Knife to the Hut. Okay. Um, so we were trying all different missions from Briz Hammer um, just of to course. give it a go. And so Knife to the Heart, we had a killer game. I just left 20 Blood Reavers on my objective and pushed the entire army up onto him. Uh, he still had Nagash and Catacross at the end. And my 10 Skull Reapers, I had one left. Oh, who wow. had both Catacross and Nagash in combat. Oh, wow. And the two Blood Pri- uh, the Slaughter Priests just moved onto the objective and won me the game in turn Whoa. four. So, um, a lot of fun, though. I, <laughs> I literally had the two Slaughter Priests, one Skull Reaper... And the units of Blood Reavers left on the table. And oh, he wow. had two models. So it was a very bloody game. Um, the Mortec Guard, when they're bringing six back a turn, if I'm not killing the unit, they're just bringing everything back. And mm. it was hard to get through. So the Blood Warriors we were talking about before, they were grinding away at me. I was grinding him down. It was back and forth. Um, Nagash was finger blasting everyone. <laughs> Jeez. Like he, it's ridiculous. His his mortal wound output with the eight arcane bolts. Yes, yes, it's crazy. I was yes, I was sitting is. there watching it, and see the weird thing was, what was funny was I had the blood secreted nearby, so he had to re-roll all his successfuls. Oh, so his so magic phase took about forty five minutes. Yeah, it was <laughs> wild, but it was funny because he would, he would cast it on like a four, but it still goes off. 
because of Nagash getting of his bonuses. Yeah. And so that's a success. So he re-rolls it to like a double six. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that goes off on a 14. Cool. <laughs> so he's doing D3 mortal wounds every time. Oh, it was that's hilarious. great. I, it was one of those games we just had a hell of a lot of fun. I didn't get the skulls off once. Because um, if I got the skulls off, not that it would have done anything because Nagash essentially can't... Well, yeah, he could roll an eight, actually, but it would be hilarious to just <laughs> forget Arcane Bolt and then just cop the Mortal Wings and then not cast anything <laughs> for the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I ended up getting three wins over the day. That's awesome, um, man. Super excited because Corn, obviously, it's not the mm. high flute army that it should be. But you're waving that flag. I am. And yeah, it's one of those things where Briz Hammer is chaos themes for the next one, so I'm, I'm keen to to practice with that awesome. and give it a go. So how about yourself? How'd you go? Okay, so this was my first outing with Slanesh. Uh, I wanted to get I wanted to get three games in. I only ended up getting two in. Uh, just because Slow playing. Well, look, there's <laughs> I wasn't slow playing. I was being meticulous. Oh, I thought you were talking about your opponents. You said to me earlier before the recording oh. that everyone was slow playing you and no, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Geez. He didn't actually say that. He said, I will never play those two opponents again. I, I may have... No, I didn't say that either. Um, so I, I took Slanesh out for the first run. My first game was against uh, Gemma with her Legion of Grief. And she was playing like an MSU-style army. She had a big block of four Morgasts with the 3D6 charge and the Halberds. And so that was kind of my first taste of what Slanesh could do. Mm -hmm. I made some horrific mistakes. Um, to the point where I nudged my Bliss Barb Seekers out right out on the flank with a screen, not realising that her black coach is incredibly fast and he just powered into them and fought them all game and ground them down. Excellent. And that unit was pretty much wasted. I lost a lot of units in ways that were a bit reckless. I got a shitload of depravity in this game. Because I was... It was... We weren't wiping each other out. And her playing MSU and me having like... Eight or nine units on the board. We were generating a ton of depravity. So I summoned... By the end of turn three... I summoned a Keeper of Secrets. Uh, Ten Demonettes. And thirty Demonettes. <laughs> so I had... Almost 800 points extra. And she killed that too. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, it was it was one of those things. She flew her Morgasts over the top of my army into my Keeper of Secrets and just splattered her. Like, just one round of combat, take 21 damage, we ignore your save, good night. Uh, but it was good to kind of see... It was good to get a feel for the army. I took a horrible loss in that game. Gemma smashed me to bits. Yep. My second game was against Carwin, yep. who was playing Zinch with Archaon and uh, Glutos allied in. So Fatty G was in there giving giving Archaon all the healings, uh, healing command ability and all that kind of fun stuff. That combo is expensive, but it's pretty nuts. So I knew that I was going to be up against it. I knew I didn't have the killing power to take out Archeon. Mm -hmm. uh, first first opportunity he had, round one, he moved in and just deleted a unit of Slick Blades. Just in one swing, just went, there's 20 wounds for you. 
Uh, so at that point, I knew I was in trouble. But Carwin, this is Carwin's first outing with this army as well. Mm-hmm. And so both of us were kind of working out what the armies could do, how to use them. Uh, the six-inch pylons are a huge deal, which got me out of trouble a lot. Uh, the The Keeper of Secrets, she has a... Her command trait, I believe, from Faultless Blades adds an extra three inches of piling. You can't pile in within six. No, no. That's a separate a separate thing, but it adds three inches. And so what what uh, Carwin did, he slung Archeon into the side of all my screens, deleted the slick blades, but he managed to tag the unit of Marauders, a unit of Hellstriders, and my Keeper of Secrets. So she was just within three inches. Right. And I was like, okay, this is bad. He's going to put her in the sword. He had two sixes in his uh, Destiny, Destiny Dice pool. So I was like, well, this is going to end poorly. He made the mistake of charging uh, Fatty G into the Hellstriders. So what I was able to do was swing around Archeon, staying that 2.9 inches away, mm-hmm. swinging six inches into Fatty G, fighting him. With the Keeper. With the Keeper. Mm-hmm. And then in the next hero, in the next combat phase, piling in around Fatty G out of combat of Archeon, mm. which pretty much saved her. Like, she should have died turn two. It's mm. good play, then. And it's very it, good. This is the thing. I had to play my ass off because I knew any mistake I made, I'd learned a lot from the first game, I knew any mistake I made I was going to get punished for. Um, the Bliss Barb Seekers, I was, a lot of the time, I was punching four into one target. And then the fifth one would shoot something else just to try and chip a wound off to get depravity in. I didn't summon quite as much in this game. Um, But I was... Tell you what, I was pleasantly surprised with the Slick Blade Seekers. They can kick out some damage. Like, the problem is it's all sixes to hit, explode into two hits. Sixes to wound, explode into mortal wounds in addition to normal damage. So... A lot of it is to do with dice rolls, but when those dice rolls go off, they can hit really hard. Mm. Um, and so we were playing Scorched Earth. I had more models, and I managed to summon onto one of his objectives. Like, we both made a couple of mistakes, but I think his he made a few that cost him the game, and I was able to capitalize on them. Um, so I got my very first win with Slanesh. Cool. And I, like, I got pretty lucky in that game, I'll be honest. I'm not going to say that I, you know, outplayed Carwin or anything. I think he just made a mistake or two and I had the right tools with all the pile-ins and stuff to get myself out of trouble and into a position where I could get a win. So I'm sitting on one and one with hey. Slanesh. So I'm on there a 50% yeah. win rate, baby. That's good, that's good. Uh, um, so what did you learn about the army? Uh, I learnt... So the Marauders, I'm going to drop them. I'm going to run two units of five Chaos Warriors instead. Yeah, cool. Because cool, cool. I need something that can survive being hit in the face. And Marauders, as good as they are, having one unit of 20, can they? you can string out, but you can only be in one place at a time. And they die pretty quickly. And they die real They're, quick. A lot of people use them as like that charge in and kill something and then they die exactly so I think and in that regard they're great but that's not what I'm using them for I've got other tools for that 
So I think I'll definitely change that, which will also mean I'll have to downgrade the mesmerizing mirror mm-hmm. down to the um, wheels of excruciation, yep. which is actually a really good endless spell. Yep. It doesn't affect Slanesh units, which is a big deal. That's right. Still gives you depravity as Still well. Still gives me depravity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a good source of, of damage mm. there. I I think keepers are really good. I never played them when they had the double pile in mm. themselves, which would have been handy. But I think them with a unit of slick blades or a unit of fiends combo really well mm. with each other. Mm. The Bliss Barb Seekers, mm. the Archer Cavalry, I was... They weren't as effective as I thought they'd be. I think you see this, like, rose-coloured glasses. You're like, hell yeah, mortal wounds at range on sixes to wound. But then they're hitting on fours, which sucks balls. And the exploding attacks on sixes only works in combat. So you are limited to 16 shots for a full unit. You're going to get roughly eight, nine hits maybe, sometimes six or seven, depending on how your dice go. They're, they're not deleting things off the board. Mm-hmm. So you have to... Which I don't think they should be because that's not their role. But I played very aggressive with them. I po- you know, There's a couple of times where I pushed them forward to get the shots off and I exposed them too much and I ended up losing them in like turn two where I think to get their value, I need to keep them alive all game and they need to be shooting all game. Um... So yeah, I think it's a lot more... It's very finesse. You make a half-inch mistake and you lose just huge advantages. And it is like... It's like what you were saying. I think it is AOS on hard mode. It's not a forgiving book. It's not a quote-unquote good book in regards to other releases. But it is challenging. The models are sick. And I am... It's probably the most fun that I've had playing Warhammer in a while. Good. Good. So I think... I'll, like, I'm definitely sticking at them. I need to stop listening to uh, Michael Creighton from The Failed Charge. Because everyone else is like, stick at it, mate. Grind out your games. Get good. And he's like, Bennett, play Lumineth. <laughs> well, there's so, an option there as well. There is an option there. Because... Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not picking up Lumineth. That's I've already spent all of my money on Slash. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it is, it is a good army. It's, it's got some builds outside of the cavalry list that I think will be good. I'm currently sourcing my third Soul Grinder. Yeah, cool. To try out the Sileski and Host with the three, with the three uh, Soul Grinders in the battalion, because mm-hmm. I think they're a really good depravity farm. They can actually hit pretty hard and they get plus one to hit, plus one to save from the battalion that's like 120 points. So I think there's also a, a, a build there that I've got to try out, but I'm going to play this cavalry list for a while, get my head around it, get um, competent with it, I think is the right word, mm-hmm. and take it to a few events, get a lot of practice games in with it, get it painted up so that the idea is as well, considering the model range... I want to be able to compete on a hobby level, like painting prizes and stuff. Obviously, there are far better painters than me in the scene, but I want to be in the mix. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. Mm -hmm. Like, Ideally, I'd love to go to a big event and get my army in the top 
kind of get a nomination or something like that. Yeah, so cool. Cool. that's the goal. It's been a lot of fun. It's a slow grind though. So I think it's going to be a journey. I think there's going to be down times and there will be good times, but I'm I'm enjoying it for what it is at the moment. Cool. So. Good. Good. Um, yeah. And what did you learn about property <clears throat> game? Okay. <laughs> I, I will I will say this now. I will make a public apology. I shit pretty hard on the depravity system. I was like, I think this is clunky and it doesn't really work very well and building into it is a trap. Uh, having having put models on the table and playing... Gammy's just nodding his head with a smile oh, here. This is the best. <laughs> I, this is my favourite. He's just basking in this moment. Oh. So, the depravity... And summoning for Slanesh is very, very consistent and it's very, very strong. You get stuff cheaply. I think for six depravity, you can get five Seekers or ten Demonettes. For seven, you can get an Exalted Chariot. Not the hero, but it's still an Exalted Chariot. Yeah. Uh, for twelve, you're getting a Keeper of Secrets or thirty Demonettes. Um, and what I'll say is, because I came into your game with Carwin yes. towards the end. Okay. And you had 15 Depravity. I did. So that was, as Carwin called the game, you were still able to summon... So, yeah, because I, I won priority. He called it there. If he hadn't called it, I would have been summoning another 30 Demonettes or another Keeper in at that point in the game. Which you're getting extra points for, for burning stuff with. And... Yes. Yeah, there's options. Well, there. they don't. They don't. Um, they still get the the leader keyword. Oh, they get the hero keyword because mm. that's a, yeah okay. So they're not a leader, but they are a hero, which is what you need. Whereas demonettes lose battle line when they're summoned. Correct. Which is okay. It's fine. I think it's um, great. Cool. But yeah, it is. Uh, so yeah, I stand corrected. Yeah, good. Depravity is a. I think it is a very consistent mechanic that the army needs, mm. and I think it goes a long way towards helping things. Good. <laughs> you're like ah oh, satisfaction ah, good good yeah no I think um, and, it, and it, in all seriousness it is that sort of thing and that's what's good about these sorts of days where you can have a couple of games learn a lot about your army like you said the first game you learnt so much that you're able to apply it to the next game and after that game you're going to be able to apply new things to it as well um, no I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it really am awesome, like, it's, it's good yeah it's good. I, I am enjoying it it's now that I've put it on the table, it's kind of gone... It's got me excited for the army. Good. Rather than, like, building and painting the army out of defiance mm. Mm. And, and stubbornness. Yeah, well, and, and I think that's... Like, what I'll say is is that your initial uh, attitude, I guess, was, well, I've committed to buying the army, so I may as well Yeah, because at play. that point, I was already, like, six defeated. or seven... You were defeated. And I was already, yeah. like, six or $700 deep in this yeah. army. So I was like, well, if I don't go through with it, then that's six or $700 wasted. Mm. So I was like, all right, I better push through. And now I'm actually... Now that I've played it, I'm like, okay, I'm a... You know, this is a, this is a cool army. And the thing that I like about it, and this will get onto my goals for next season, mm. the thing that I like about it is almost no one else is playing. Mm. There's like two other guys in Queensland. Um, I don't know about other states. I haven't been keeping a close eye on that. Uh, but in Queensland, there's a total of three Slanesh players. And 
I think that's something... I think that's not necessarily a bad thing mm. because no one's gonna, like... Coming up against our armies, people might not have the experience. You can tell them all the rules, but they're gonna be double-guessing... or Second-guessing, I should say. Not double-guessing. Second-guessing everything. You know, there there is an element of surprise in that. I don't think the army's gonna go 5-0 and and win an event, but I think... If I get good with it, I can consistently go 3-2. Mm. And I don't think that's unrealistic. No. And so. I think 3-2 is like... I, I heard it in another podcast somewhere or someone talking about it on a live stream or something. But basically saying 3-2 is still good. Oh, you're still in the top half. You're still doing well. If you yeah. can go 3-2, it is still that you're doing better than what you would normally do. Or, you know, like a 2-3, there's quite a significant difference between 2-3 and 3-2. And 3-2. Three, two. Two. Um, you know, like if you play, you win three games in the first day, you're going to come up against harder players for, <laughs> yeah. for day two. And, and I've been in that situation several times where yeah. you get wins on day one, you feel really confident. And you're then like, you go, yeah, I'm the man. Yeah, and then you come up against <laughs> like a really tough army and go, okay, that's not what we thought was going to happen at all. But, um, yeah, I, I think... Um, it's good that you've got a, a goal in mind. Yes, because my goal is... My goal is next... Because it's going to take me a couple of months to get this army fully mm. up and running. I used a couple of proxies, and and obviously I don't want to use proxies at events. Mm. I want to use like the proper models, paint them up, have them all gorgeous. My goal is, at the start of the 21-22 competitive season for Australia... My goal is to take them to events and finish top Slanesh player in Australia. Okay, cool. That is my goal. Wow. Now, this is ambitious, right? Mm. Because halfway through, you could have someone like Carwin, mm-hmm. you could have someone like Joel McGrath pick them up again and just completely shatter my dream. If they choose to shatter my dream, that's on their conscience. I feel but, like they're going to shatter your oh, dream. Yeah. I'm just letting you know you should not have Joel's said that. Joel's going to be like, fuck you guys. Yeah, you should not have said that on the internet because that's definitely what's yeah. going to happen. But. So, yeah, but that's that's a goal. That's what I'm going to work towards. If I don't hit it, that's fine. Mm. It's not sheep stations. None of us are doing this for a living. Mm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm. that's just the drive that I'm going to use to push myself. There's a few different builds that I want to use. I don't think it's a, a one-dimensional, one-trick pony army. I think there are certain tricks in the army that don't work, but um, hopefully in time with points changes and stuff that might turn around. Yeah. So yeah. cool. But loving the army. Good. I think it's good. It's a good underdog army, and I can just heap shame upon people who lose to it. Well, and do you know what? It's one of those things where I, after the day, I was messaging everyone saying I just went three and zero with corn, <laughs> like corn bloodbound. But you know, it is. It comes down to you know we're all just there for learning our, our game and, and learning how to play and, and not learning how to play, but learning the ropes of our armies and, and the weaknesses and that. And practice makes perfect. Like it's... Uh, Absolutely. I've practiced a lot with that corn army. I know its weaknesses and you'll get the same with Slanesh where you'll know matches. Like I've come up against Lumineth and... Uh, and... Um, and beat them? Seraphon. And, well, <laughs> yeah. i come up against... Not like, to brag. Yeah, yeah, but I have brutal. Um, it's it's that thing of I know when it comes up against that stuff it's not going to be great so it's um, yeah. and you know what you can try and get your small wins out of it it might be that you go for secondaries it might be that you go for 
the draw. You know, just trying for points and just seeing what you can get. But um, yeah, it's it's exciting. It's good. Awesome. All right. Um, and thank you to Carwin for holding oh, it as yeah. well. I think, um, you know, he was hosting it. There was beers. There, there was were all beers. sorts of stuff. Yeah. There was coffee on, on, like, you know, it was just awesome spot. Yeah. Um, we all went to the local pub for lunch and, mm. and had a good time. And yeah, it was great. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's good. All right. Um, and the other, the other, uh, the other thing we were going to talk about this episode, the elephant in the room is Broken Realms, Techless mm. slash the new Lumineth Battle Tome. Yep. Which are almost one and the same. Yep. If you ignore the, the Nurgle and the cities. Uh, but... New Lumineth, aside from... We're not going to talk about... The release schedule is not ideal. But this was something I was thinking about, right? Because I was like, oh, I feel for Lumineth players. They've had like two books in nine months. But, and this is this is getting to my point. Aside from them being, you know, knife-eared... I was about to say something really bad. Knife-eared fucks, I'll mm. say it. Yeah, good. Yep, fuck those guys. Yeah. Stupid elves. I'm an elf um, player, so that's fine. I, oh, yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, uh, the thing is, so Broken Realms Techless was always going to come out at some point, and the new Battle Tome was always going to come out at some point. Now, imagine how... I know everyone was pissed that they came out at the same time. Imagine how much more pissed they would be if they came out, like, three months apart. So, like, mm. you buy Lumineth... Broken Realms comes out, you're like, hell yeah, a bunch of new stuff, I'll buy this book. And then the new Battle Tome comes out a couple of months later, and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And the more I think about that, the more I'm like, okay, obviously it's not ideal, obviously it wasn't intentional, but nothing in the last 18 months has really been intentional, right? exactly, exactly. So it is what it is, we'll leave that there. What I will say to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not a right. It's not a response. Hot takes with Gammy. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) What I loved was the recent Facehammer episode on Lumineth Realm Lords. They -hmm. were talking about the Marathi book, uh, Marathi book, about the Techless book and talking about like the buffs and everything in that. And Russ is a OBR player and he was saying, he said, you know, you look at the new Underworlds Warbands in. OBR. Uh, OBR and how it's got a guy with a bow and it's got like that big things. axe man yeah and he was saying like that's an insight into what the future is for OBR in that you've got a guy with a bow so clearly they'll have a unit with bows yeah they'll have an archer unit they'll probably get more big dogs yeah. with big two handed weapons yes exactly and his little moment or not moment but his um point that he made and I I was like wow that is so insightful is he said if I'm he goes, he started the whole episode by saying, I think it's a cock up the way that the the release yes. schedule is happening. He said, but it, that's out of their hands, like you said. Yeah, in, in which I agree with. Space. And he said, but if I was no be, he's like, I'm an OBR player. And he said, if Games Workshop came out and said, we're releasing a whole other half of the army in six months time, he said, I would be over the moon about that. It's like, there is nothing about the fact you're getting more models that you should be shitty about. Wow. This I I had it. This was right at the end of, or right before I took a break from all the Facebook groups. Mm. Right, is there was some dude in the, I can't even remember. I think it was just in one of the general Age of Sigma mm. pages. Right, one of the massive ones. There's like twenty thousand people, and someone was like whinging about all the Lumineth and how they split the army up. And I'm like, man, 
There are um like you look at Skaven and Beasts of Chaos. They haven't other than other than um Underworld's Warbands, they haven't had new models mm -hmm. in years. Yep. yep. And it's spot on. Even Stormfiends yep. are five, six years like they were end times. Mm. That's like five or six years old. They have not had a oh sorry, they had the Warlock Engineer with the rocket launcher. So one model. So one model in six not years. A whole range. Not a whole range, you know. And, and, and Beasts of Chaos are even worse. Yeah. And, and it's one thing Russ was saying is he's like, they... And he said, and it's one thing I agree with because after playing Gary and after playing Hayden here, the army seems complete. So before it was kind of like, you had your mountain men, you had your basic dudes with spears and bows. But adding in this other element, it was like, oh, this actually makes sense. And Everything. it's one of those, yeah, it, it's all tied together. And Hayden's list that he was running, the reason why I liked it was because it was some of the old in air quotation yeah. marks. Old from last yeah, year. Yeah, old Luminef <laughs> to new. And, and they were combined together and it made sense. And Gary's got the same thing. He's still running the 60 to 70 odd guys on foot with some of the new hotness. Mm. And it works so well. And it looks like, you know, like the the um, ballistas suit the spears and, and Very much archers. So. Those and ballistas are cool. I like that they're bringing war machines yeah. back. And, and it's that thing of, as much as people can... And I get it, because if you spent, you know, 120 bucks on the limited edition Techless... Uh, sorry, Lumineth Realm Lords book, be shitty. By all means, because... Because <laughs> that spent, book's sitting on the shelf for yeah, the rest well, of its and, life. But I'm looking at my bookshelf now, and there are End Times books... That are you can see them all the shiny end times books that are there on the oh, spines, yeah. So they're all end times books that we got a chance to read once, and then they went okay, delete new game, yeah. You know, and and but I still love reading them. Yeah. It, it's not about the the you know like we don't collect those books so we can sit there and pour over the the fluff every five minutes. It's people do it for the rules. Get over it because <laughs> I you know. Al and I were talking about it the other night and said, I wish more people remembered what it was like in Warhammer Fantasy to, like, more people should have played that game when they were playing Bretonians that didn't get updated for 15 years. Yeah. Before which they is, got deleted. Which you is know, a phenomenal amount of time oh, and between drinks. Like Wood Elves. I, I ran Wood Elves at the end of 8th. And it's a shame that they got their book towards the end of 8th edition because I, I got to play the new rules for 18 months and then they <laughs> cancelled yeah. the game. Yeah, and did. I still loved those 18 months and I still got six years out of Wanderers playing them in, in Age Sigma. But it's that thing of complaining about new models and complaining about new rules really grinds my gears because it's like, stop, you know, go elsewhere and play another game where it's not supported for 20 years and, and come <laughs> back and talk to me then. Because it's that thing of, I think we're just spoiled for choice. And it's the same oh, thing with the FAQ. Yes. Everyone raged about the FAQ and it was like, you know what? Let's Oh the one a, that the one that was the, very minimal. It was very minimal and I would say the problem that they did was the PR campaign around it and saying it's the big FAQ and it was just a couple of And it of will changes. affect every army and it didn't. And then they came out and said a shitty reason for not doing it, which was no data and <laughs> it all made no sense. But the thing that I, I got annoyed about in that space was people were saying, well, you know, like, they we're, should do we're better. owed this. Yes, and it's like, no, you're not. You're not owed anything. It's a company that sells models and they're selling models successfully that's that's fair they've got the biggest profit that they've ever had in the last 18 months they're ridiculous yeah. if you you read up on that stuff but that whole thing of the new lumineff book i think is really good for them because it looks like a complete book now and 
it makes sense. The the new Wind Boys are fantastic. They they hurt me. Do you know what? I think they have the uh, curse of a new set of units that the first time you play them, you go, whoa, what the hell just happened? Mm. The next time you learn how to play against yeah, them. Okay. And that's what, like, Severith for me, as I said, like, Gary used him aggressively, Hayden didn't, and there was a distinct difference between the two. Between the value that those players are getting out Correct. of that model. So Gary managed to kill the, the Demon Prince in turn one. Uh, Hayden didn't kill him until turn three. Okay. Um, and it came down to bad dice rolls, but it was still, you're putting your you still got to Yeah, you've still got to hedge those bets. Correct. And, and tip the scales in your favour. Um, aesthetically, I think they're amazing models. I'm really looking forward yeah. to it. And I know Al's doing a full kangaroo army. He's got something like 60 kangaroos. Oh my God. Around. Jeez. Um, and Gary and him have been messaging back and forth about it. So they're <laughs> very keen. What I will say is, is that as much as, like we spoke about before, that whole negative chat, the positive chat out there in the space is awesome as well for the new Techless the, book. The, yeah, the new range, like, this is the thing. You look at the Lumineth range as a whole, it's one of the biggest ranges now. And you have, you. I think we said it last episode, you could invest in Lumineth oh, and you could it. play it for the next two, yep. three, four years. Yep. And not get bored because there's that many heroes, there's that many units, you've got all your different city-states that you can build into different play styles. You can play cities. It's a them. very... De- well, you can play cities, like but that's another... But that's the thing is, like, you, uh, if you get sick of Lumineth, you go, well, I'm going to play cities for a game or, or two. Yeah. Um, what I loved was is that, you know, like, we got a message today, Gary, with the new terrain piece. Like, he went out and dropped some bulk dollars oh, on, yeah. on all that stuff because... He said to me the other day after our game, he said, I will never make the mistake again of just collecting a list. He's like, I want to get a collection. Yeah. Which oh, is That's awesome. speaking my language. Yeah. And, I'm, a, and I'm a big fan of collections. Yep. You look at my Nurgle Army, perfect yep. example. And we'll get to this in a minute because purely through my OCD collector brain... You're sitting on a gold mine. Now. I'm sitting on a yep. gold mine because everything that just got good in Broken Realms Techless is already... Mm. painted on my shelf perfect well so, tell, tell me tell okay. me about the Nurgle buffs go alright so Beasts of Nurgle they got better oh, they I went, love Beasts of Nurgle they they're amazing up in points so they're 120 so points now the best models ever they're cool models and their rules are freaking insane so I, I own some Beasts of Nurgle because again collectors great $70 I look forward a pop, to seeing them on the table worth it <laughs> I look forward to seeing them on the table yeah they will be soon um so, Beast of Nurgle got their War Scroll changed again. They've been one of those units that... They, they struggle to get them right. Because they're this weird single-entity model where you need it to be practical enough that it's worth taking, but not so powerful that it just blitzes Well, they're kind, of, they're kind of meant to be like Nurgle's spawn, aren't they? So, they're meant to be like yeah. the upgrade of spawn. They're big, angry... Oh, they're big puppies and basically their new models compared to the shitty old ones oh dude so much better the old beast of nurgle models were hot garbage horrifying hot it, they actually looked garbage. like dog poo that's what they did they looked <laughs> there like was, dog the poo. texture uh, was there yeah it was terrible anyway continue. <laughs> so beast of nurgle got an upgrade they went up a little bit in points but they're the same points to summon <laughs> funnily enough um but the biggest change was uh, Spoil Pox Scriveners and Sloppity Bile Pipers basically turned into 
are skink priests. That's skink how I priests. Yep. And this is something that I'm torn on because Don't there be. are there are a lot more points than skink priests. So scriveners are 140 points. Uh, sloppity bile pipers are 150 points. They hand out buffs that require no dice rolls. You just have to be holy within, mm -hmm. which is not hard to do. The bubbles are like 14 inches. Very themey. Which is huge and themey. Uh, and it has taken Nurgle demons from a boring tar pit army into a very dynamic strategic force that you can do a lot with. Because all of these abilities are at the start of the combat phase. Mm -hmm. So in your opponent's phase, you can just hand out plus one save. Like, just not Mystic Shield. You're flat plus one save. Plague Bearers get Mystic Shield for being near Demon Heroes anyway. Mm. So they go from a five up to a four up re-rolling ones purely by standing next to the right person. You can get drones up to 17 attacks per model. Think about that for a second. You have a unit of six of them, and you it's a its a bit of work to make that happen, and you're foregoing rend, you're foregoing doing mortal wounds and stuff, but 17 attacks a model from six of them, oh, that's the under 400 dice. points. Yeah, the weight of dice is crazy. It's bananas. So I think... I think at the moment, if you're looking at running Nurgle Demons, I think you're looking at a tally band of Nurgle, which cuts your army down to a one drop. Mm -hmm. I think you're looking at a great unclean one with a bell and a dagger with the with a stave, which is still to this day Amazing. Top five artifacts yep. in the game, hands down. You are taking a Sloppity Bile Piper and two Spoilpox Scriveners. I would love to run two Bile Pipers instead, but points are that tight, 10 points pushes me over. So, two Scriveners. Those Scriveners are escorting a 30-man blob of Plague Bearers each. So you've got 30, 30, and you've got another unit of 10, just as, as like holding backfield objectives, screening out, just as a little utility unit. Uh, you also need it to tick the box for the for the uh, battalion. Then you take a unit of six drones because drones are amazing. Because drones with the buffs that are now available to them are amazing. Great unclean ones can give them plus one attack from twenty one inches away. They don't have to be wholly within. So if one drone is within twenty one inches, boom, they've got an extra attack. Perfect. You can give them rend. You can give them extra attacks. You can give them. It's it's yeah yeah yeah. This is all in a one drop. This is all in Munificent Wanderers, which means that on top of your whole army having a 5-up after save, your whole army ignores the uh, first point of rend in combat. So if you're rend 2 in combat, I'm dropping that to rend 1. If you're rend 1, which most things are, mm. you're just flat out ignoring it. So that plus 1 save on your Plague Bearers is essentially a 3-plus because you're ignoring a point of rend that would otherwise be making, you know... it. It all adds up, right? But this is the thing. There's so much synergy. You can buff what you need in the phase that you need it. You don't mind getting double turned because you can go, oh, you're going to charge in? Cool. I'll put up all my saves, all my defensive buffs. Um, you know, I'll, t I'll take the charge. You'll punch on a little bit. They're still plague bearers. So they're still neg one to hit. 
they're still a nightmare to deal with, right? Plague Bearers are not easy to kill in the first place. And now you've added all this damage potential on. I think Nurgle Demons went from, like, middle of the road to 4-1 and one pretty consistently. Potentially 5-0. and oh. They... They tackle a lot of the problems that shooting offers. Mm -hmm. Your big infantry blocks are neg two to shoot. It's a one drop, so you're going, you're determining the pace of battle in most armies. And you've got little shitty things like the Wither Stave, which is painful as shit because that twelve inch bubble off a great mm -hmm. unclean one mm -hmm. is massive. Oh, it is on their base size; it's huge. Yeah. You've still got the you've still got the tree. Mm -hmm. which gives your army run and charge. Yep. The bell gives them plus three to yep. run. You can get plus two to move with their wheel. A lot. I... I, what I like about them is that idea of like your drones go up and hit whatever they need to. Meanwhile, you got 60 plague bearers with a great unclean one just moving up behind them. Yeah, man. And and it's a unbelievable army. What do in you the mean sense by that? of the upgrade they got in this book oh dude is it's, awesome. a, it's a different army to what it was three weeks ago and that's what's great I, I look forward to seeing them on the table because I think like you said it's it's become a bit I actually think they're a bit of a gatekeeper army in that everyone relies on damage output now the only thing that I will say for them is Seraphon yes well this is the thing because Bastildons <laughs> with Seraphon will still eliminate Everything. Everything. They'll um, just kill the heroes. Well, this is the thing. And then just go, okay, cool, next turn, now I'm deleting your entire unit. Yeah, because the way to beat them is to kill those three heralds. Yep. And ideally, you want to kill the great unclean one too, but those three heralds are what are holding that army in such a high place. Yeah. Yep. So they are, you know, they do come base with a five-up after save yep. on your heroes. Which is great. Which yep. is excellent. Mm. Um, you get Lookout Sir on them, so they're not easy oh, to they're shoot not, they're not um, yeah they're not easy to kill but I will say Seraphon but do you know what everyone answered like Seraphon, every yeah. list you say oh coming up against Seraphon how are you going to go probably not well yeah and, and, and that's that, that's hard but yeah they're they're in a really good spot I think they're in a real spot so yes does that mean you're going to be playing Nurgle until the Slaanesh are done uh, most likely excellent because you have everything you need because I have 100% of everything I need plus a summoning pool already fully painted. painted. So it's... it's Yeah. It's exciting. I feel like part of me doesn't want to be a hypocrite because I've been incredibly critical of heroes that hand out buffs with no interactions. Mm. And these two heralds do very good buffs with no interactions. Yeah, but what I will say is they're pointed... No, well, this is the thing. They're about 50 or 60 in. points yeah. more than the heroes that were an issue. Correct. And they're only doing one ability. Like, they are handing killable. out one ability. They got five wounds. They they're do. still going to die. For a Nurgle hero, yeah. five wounds is not a lot. So I think they, they, they're still... You can still handle them. There are ways that people are just going to take them off the board. I'm mm -hmm. not saying this army's unbeatable. Oh, it's not yet, but it's just giving it a buff that you kind of go, wow, okay, there's, there's a lot to play there. Yeah, because Plague Bearers can punch on now. Mm. Like Which Plague they Bearers, never used to be able to do. No, Plague Bearers couldn't kill shit, man. Mm. And now they're like, oh, we've got three attacks a model with uh, sixes explode into mortal wounds. And you're like, hold on, what? Or you give them rend. Mm. And it's like, yeah, it's... Uh, 
I'm excited about this army. Yeah, and cool. if this is what's to come from other Broken Realm books mm. for other armies that need it, you look at the impact that this has had on Nurgle Demons, right? Mm-hmm. Which were not in a terrible spot to begin with. Nurgle is a pretty solid book. But a lot of people were leaning towards the mortals. Yes. So they were doing the Black Kings. Exactly. So you had 50 yeah. Black Kings on the table. Which I was doing with very limited success. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was playing my rules wrong. Thanks, guys. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Travis, will, uh, Travis, Tristan will remind you no end about the shame that I brought upon Nurgle. But you look at what that's done for Nurgle and you think about what what two pages in Broken Realms Bellicor could do for p- pick an army. Yeah. Sylvaneth. Yeah. You know? You could do Beasts of Chaos. You could do all these armies that are struggling. That and or even middle of the road armies. Yep. Yep. And just go, hey, here's a bit of spicy meatballs for you. Mm. Try, you know... And just and just give them that edge that they need to get everyone excited about that army again. Because man, people are excited about Nurgle Demons again. They've been around since Oh, forever. Like they've yeah. been a staple of the entire game mm. from the start mm. and all of a sudden they're the hotness because of two pages. Mm. So I yeah. I'm I'm very excited. I know people are like they're shitting on the whole I, I've seen people complain about Broken Realms because they're like, oh, it's just a money grab. But man, I'm excited. They're moving the story along. They're adding rules. They're filling out armies. But then they're keeping like eight pages at the back of the mm. book mm. to just hand out a few little biscuits to other armies. So I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Yeah, cool. All right. I've, I've, I better finish my rant there. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm very excited about this army, as you can probably tell. I'm, I'm torn between my two loves at the moment. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it's all chaos, and that's all gravy, baby. Exactly, yeah. And you know what? You've got the cool Nurgle army. You've been giving it a go for a while. Yeah. And I think that's exciting. If Bonesplitters yeah. got buffed in the next Broken Realms book, I'd, <laughs> I'd go absolutely nuts on them. Yeah. But it is that thing of you've got an army that you love. Um, you know, like I, I've... I, I think it's a good spot for you to be in. And, yeah, and it's exciting that, like, you look at Broken Realms Techlist and you wouldn't expect Nurgle to get a buff out. Not at all. You thought maybe Death? Yeah, and, I thought Death was going to yeah, get a lot more than what they did. They didn't really get much. No. Yeah. But I think their time will come. Correct. They're about to get a new battle tome, yeah. so that's exciting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Alrighty. Mate, I think that's... We've done, what, an hour and a half? Yeah. Um, what I will finish off with, though, is that, um, obviously... In our Daughters of Cain episode, I oh, said yes, I would sorry. not be playing... No, no, not at all. That I would not be playing Daughters of Cain. That has changed. <laughs> that didn't take long. No, it didn't. It really didn't. Um, what it comes down to is that I have an event this weekend in Toowoomba. Just a cheeky one-dayer, three-gamer. Three um, I need to get 21 models painted by Sunday. and For your corn? Uh, for my corn. And for Daughters of Cain, I've got the army sitting there ready to go. Um, and it's, I been, had and it's to, been repaired. Yep, it's been repaired. Which is exciting. The cricket bag fell the, on it. Yeah, the I've cricket still bag incident. Super glue two models together. Uh, the two canary heart renders, their tails are absolutely boned. But I actually spent today painting, starting and finishing the uh, Morgwaith's Warband. Oh, very cool. Because uh, Morgwaith is 10 <laughs> points cheaper than a hag, and you get. Uh, extra six wounds out of the For some unit. dumb reason. Which is great. I love it. Uh, so I'm going to give the Daughters of Cain a go on Sunday. All right. Um, I'm pretty excited, actually. So I'm going to run a Slaughter Troop. Um, I'm going to run Marathi. 
I've got Morgwaith in there. I've got the Slaughter Queen on, on Cauldron. Uh, three units of 20 Sisters of Slaughter. So Ooh, normally nice. I used to run a 30, a 20, a 10. Now uh -huh. I'm running just three 20s. Gotcha. Uh, two units of five Canary Heartrenders. Then in the list, I can fit the Viper. Ooh, So nice. I'm potentially tomorrow going to go to... <laughs> the hobby shop. The hobby shop. Get the <laughs> book and also pick up the, the prayers as well. Excellent. Um, uh, it also came down to... I was playing... Um, Gary last week with the Lumineth and I just got pumped by him and and Corn I've, I've had a lot of arguments with people about Corn and saying they're they're not as bad as people think they're not really and they're not like they're you know I, you saw I, I had three wins and you know I had a good time with them on the weekend but there is a level of I guess that competitive edge to myself that I'm like you know what I really want to do well mm. at events like I just want to do well because yeah. you know I, I want to prove to myself I can do well but I also want to kind of Assert your dominance. Yeah, just kind of <laughs> piss in a corner and, yeah. and you know, you know, sleep with someone's wife. I don't know, whatever oh, it is. Geez. But it's that thing of um, the other thing that was interesting was as I was painting the ten skull reapers the other day, I was watching tabletop tactics, and they were running a very competitive Drakari army versus a very competitive Death Guard army. I watched this yeah, last and night. They. Like, it was just a punishing game to watch. And, you know, poor Boney just had a terrible time. But what was interesting was afterwards they said, it's competitive and this is what's going to happen. And they were talking about that. And I was talking to Dave and Tim about it. And I said, you know what? I am I can prove to myself that I can play well with a bad army. Can I prove to myself I can play well with a good army? And I said, in that competitive nature is why don't I just take competitive armies and give it a go against people who are also running competitive armies? So if I want to run corn in friendly games against people, happy to do so. But I also want to try and whip the dock out again and give them a go. So I'm actually running them in Drachigeneth as well. Okay. So that gives me Neg 1 Rend, which after you're talking about your Nurgle ignoring Neg 1 Rend, I was like, well, that hurts a lot. But <laughs> um, basically the sisters and witches in the army, they get plus one Rend when they charge. Okay. Now the slaughter troop gives me a retreat and charge, ah, so yes. I can so just, just basically keep recycling just cycle in and out. Charging. And if I don't make my charge, I got a six-inch piling, so I just stay out and just pile <laughs> in anyway. Yeah. Um, so it's actually because obviously, like everyone talks about the um, other temple, which I keep thinking Keltnar. Of, Keltnar, which is the retreat and charge with that with Marathi and everything, and it's great. But I think with the slaughter troop. I've got the Slaughter Queen and Marathi's command ability to make Marathi pile in twice in the hero phase. So if I need to clear stuff, if people are trying to... Yeah, you don't really need that retreat and charge in that no, list, do you? So for Marathi, I can just get her double piling in and then everyone else is just retreating and charging. So, um, yeah, it's the Slaughter Queen also gets plus two attacks on one of her weapons, so I'll give it to the D3 damage sword. So she gets six attacks with that now. Ooh. Which is pretty crazy, like yeah, at, at Rend 1. That's not terrible. Yeah, she's she's pretty fun. She's got the witch keyword as well for her witches on the... Oh, of course, because she so has she her actually assistance. Gets yeah, so it'll be a good time. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the list and how it goes. I'm playing uh, Pat's Fire Slayers tomorrow night, Gary's Lumineth on Thursday night, and then taking it to the one day. Jeez. So you can see that it's so kind got, of... Yeah. I'm playing against competitive armies. So it's yeah. not like I'm just going to go and beat up on... Someone yeah. who's running, you know, like they have Nighthorn themed list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, what are you saying about Nighthorn players? Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> poor Nighthorn players. But it is that thing of um, I'm I'm keen to give him a go. 
Okay. I was very adamant on saying I'm not going to play Daughters. But you know what? I've painted the army. I fixed it. Yes. Which was a big step. It was. Um, the other thing that I'm a bit worried about in my control, my okay. self-control, is that Brizhammer is chaos-themed, right? So I've been building this corn army for Brizhammer. Yes. Dave Kerr's not going to Brizhammer. Okay. He can't go. Okay. Corey is not going to Brizhammer. Oh, damn. Okay. I see, where this, I see where this is going. So do I go so to all you gotta try do is and win? <laughs> yeah. Do I go to try and win Brizhammer? Ooh. Or that's do a I good go, opportunity yeah. to, to put a... Or do I go and try and... Prove a point. Do well with Corn at a Chaos event. Well, that's a tough decision, man. So we'll see where I'm at in yep. a couple of weeks we'll, when we we'll, record. We'll talk to you after, sure, yeah, it's, after this yeah, event and see um, how you're feeling. Yeah. Awesome, man. But it's awesome. exciting and I'm, I'm keen to get the girls on the board again. And, and I really cool. enjoyed Morgwaith's Warband are looking really nice. They're um, so much fun to paint, man. Really fun. Um, and the whole army will look really good on the table. And yeah, so pretty keen to give them a go. Um, and I'll let you know have a go in the next recording so, fantastic mate uh, Gabe where do people find you uh, people can find me on Twitter at the Runax or on Instagram at Gabriel T Hanna and you can find the Facebook page is where I post most of my hobby and news and stuff mm. and that is just the Runax Wargaming on Facebook where can people find you Mr. Uh, Twitter's probably the best yep. for contacting me so M underscore Gammy excellent that's it keep nice it simple easy. yep um but yeah, basically reach out if you want to talk hammers because I'm having a great time. As I said, if I take long service leave at the end of this year, uh, <laughs> I'm actually looking at potentially doing some battle reports and trying oh, to channel cool, out and stuff. Awesome. So I was going to try and contact the Tabletop Tactics guys and see if they wanted to do an Age of Sigmar branch. And yeah, subcontract. I'll, I'll reach out and <laughs> clear out my shed next door and, and make that like a little uh, YouTube Oh, very realm. cool, man. So we'll see what happens. But Definitely. yeah, so that's where you get me. Unreal. Yeah. All right. Um, I also wanted to finish the episode by... I know we're only four episodes in, uh, but we have had a huge uh, show of support uh, in the podcast and in our listeners and people all around the world. We've had people from Italy and mm. England and America and all over the place. Uh, so I wanted to thank everyone for getting behind this little project that we're doing um as as it's not really sell outy but if you if you're enjoying it leave a review and all that mm. it helps uh on whatever platform you listen to it helps all the all the numbers and the algorithms and stuff and, and getting it out there so and it inflates my ego so. and it does yeah. uh we had one private message sent to us and gammy just put it as his screensaver 100 percent i <laughs> I wake up to that every morning. I piss excellence every morning. <laughs> so yeah, if you're if you're enjoying it, um, leave a review and and yeah, all that all that jazz. I don't want to harp on too much. It's weird to ask for reviews. I think. But... No, I don't think it is. Okay. Well. All right. So cool. leave reviews just for Gabe. No, and then don't, say how great don't I am. make it weird. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, we're gonna finish it there. Thank you for another for tuning in with us. This has been our longest episode yet. Yep. We are over an hour and 40 minutes. And fighting the rain. So and fingers fighting crossed the rain. hasn't ruined the Oh, yeah. Hopefully yeah. the audio is good quality. Uh, it looks like the rain's going to be here for another couple of days. So we'll see how we go. Yeah. I'm miserable in the rain. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.